The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harky Group, Scott Harkey. All right, it's that time. Rebrand Podcast about to start. I've got a fun guest coming up, someone I've known a long time. She's worked with our agencies almost a decade. I'll never forget recruiting Amy to come from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast, which some would say is the best coast, but maybe other people would disagree. But anyway, I- I'm super excited. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who build them. I'm your host and founder, Scott Harkey of the Harkey Group. This is my conversation with Amy Colburn, the EVP of Insights and Brand Strategy at the Harkey Group and OH Partners. Yesterday, we talked about launching the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about rebranding worldwide jets, private charters. Uh, We're also going to get into all things strategy, all things insights. I got my, my partner here. I got my number one person at, at OH and, and the Harky Group for strategy has been with us probably close to a decade. So let's get into it, Amy. We're, you know, we don't have to slow dive like we did yesterday. Let's, let's jump right into it. And, and I love this case study and I love talking about Worldwide Jet because it's in an interesting business of, of chartered jets, which we've all seen a lot of people get into this market. It's certainly a growing segment. And it's a client we don't actually still have to this day. So we can say whatever we want. <laughs> and again, I hate coming across like we're bragging or trying to promote ourselves at all. So I, I think I sometimes say things just to, to make sure our heart's in the right place. But let, let's talk about Worldwide Jet and, and maybe your approach. And then let's just talk all things strategy. Like how do we get better as, as strategic marketers? Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to talk about Worldwide Jet because we had an interesting problem slash opportunity when they came on board with us. It was right around COVID and people were extra sensitive to safety and cleanliness and that sort of thing. So we saw a really big trend toward private jet travel, among other things. So it was just kind of the perfect timing that they came to us and they saw the opportunity and they knew that they needed to do something differently. With a name like Worldwide Jet, we did not change the name. That was the name that's really a big claim to live up to. And that was something that we needed to help them lean into a little bit more and to kind of take it to the next level, make it a little bit more sophisticated so that they could earn the acquisition and, and loyalty of customers as things were changing during that time. So the corporate, and this is a corporate jet subscriptions, or you don't have to subscribe, you can book a flight, but different from other types of private jets. So it was important that we got people on board and that people would favor this brand over the other options that they had. And when we're talking about people in the past, you know, private jet travel was really just for super wealthy people or corporate travelers. And we were finding this was becoming much more of a trend for families and groups of people 
and groups of families that would get together and want to go on vacation together. It felt safer because they're around people that they know. So not only from a visual and language tonality positioning standpoint, but really overall, we really needed to lean into that brand and help them elevate on all aspects. And at OH Partners, at the Hartgood Group, we do a lot of work with hospitality brands. And one of the things that's different about hospitality brands is there are always people involved in everything that you do. So the customer service component of it and the interaction with people is as much part of your brand as anything else. If you were to compare that to products, that's our packaging, what that flight attendant looks like and what the ticketing sales agent talks like, that's as much a part of their brand. So we weren't just slapping, you know, a pretty shiny new logo on the worldwide jet brand. We were really reimagining everything that they did to deliver their service. Another thing when you talk about hospitality is hospitality doesn't start when you check in for your flight. Hospitality starts before when you're even considering booking the flight and it extends till after you reach your destination. So it's really important that you look at brands differently and lean into strategy and brand marketing from a broader perspective. And that's really something that I like to make a point of to distinguish because a lot of people hear about the four Ps and things like that. And that's very basic product marketing. When you get into hospitality, you're moving beyond that into things that aren't tangible that we have to make more tangible and more meaningful. So I'm just going to pause there and go back to you, Scott. But I do think there is there's something important to talk about in our rebranding that we took it beyond just campaigns and messaging. And maybe we can talk a little bit about how we branded the service element. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great point that I do think a big missed opportunity is when you're talking about uh, brand positioning and when you're talking about campaigns and, and brand platforms to look at all the touch points of assets, you know, whether it's uniforms, bathrooms, you know, website, mobile, in-store, out-of-store. I mean, there are so many different touch points that you can add the flavor of the brand and the position of the brand in so many different parts of execution that I do think are oftentimes missed. And people are, you know, really just truly thinking about the campaign side of things. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear a couple of things. First, let's hear on the customer service side, what you guys did that was differentiating what, what we did, I guess. is, <laughs> And then I'd love to hear more trends in hospitality since you're so dialed in that industry. And it's one industry that is a positive sign in probably a struggling economy today where people are still spending money on experiences and hospitality and they're saving money at the grocery store, uh, which I think is a really interesting juxtaposition. We've certainly seen it before in other economic cycles, but let, let's get to Worldwide Jet and, and how you position the customer service side. Yes, exactly. I agree 100% with everything you just said. We don't always agree, but we, we just did there. Yeah, the idea of hospitality, you know, you could argue in a lot of cases that hospitality is a commodity unless you factor in the service aspect of the guest experience. And for that reason, you can really see an opportunity where you can differentiate your hospitality offering by the customer service component as an advantage. And that 
doesn't mean just being really nice and those kinds of things, but really kind of taking on a style and a way that you deliver customer service that is unique to your brand. Who doesn't love going to Chick-fil-A and they end with my pleasure? I would imagine 100% that language and how you greet customers is very much part of their brand guidelines. And that's one of the things that we did for Worldwide Jet. I don't think they quite saw it that way. It was one of the things that they knew, but they weren't really articulating it to that extent that the way that your people dress, I mean, yes, uniforms are important, but it's beyond that. It's how you speak. It's how you treat people. It's how you empower your team members to be able to make decisions and solve problems and give customers things that they never even knew that they needed to begin with. So we made all of that a part of our brand guidelines. We made sure that before the family got on the jet, that we knew they had a golden retriever and that the golden retriever liked milk bones or whatever the case may be. So that kind of leads me into this other concept or one of the trends is around lifestyle augmented tourism. Can I jump in? Yeah, I, I want to get into the trend, but you know, just other quick examples at brands doing this really well that are pretty obvious, but I think should be mentioned. Nordstrom, right? Like, you know, when you buy something at Nordstrom and they go around the counter to give you the bag, like something so little, but is so on brand that they own, I think is brilliant. Like, I think there's a lot of missed opportunities around customer service, brand personality things that just help enforce the brand campaign that you're paying so much for and working so hard for and scrutinizing every media dollar for. And there, there's so many examples. I think Chick-fil-A is a great one. I think Quick Trip around how fast they are at getting things done as being a personality trait of a quick service gas station and really kind of taking that to the next level. And then of course, Disney, right? Having this magical experience everywhere that you go all the time. And Disney's gotten so great at this. I've seen other clients that I've had that Disney has a whole team of corporate trainers that get hired by other businesses <laughs> to ingrain them into this customer service way. And so there are so many examples. And I, I agree, there's not a client I've ever worked with in hospitality that doesn't say, oh, we're, we take customer service seriously, you know, and everyone has to say that from a corporate standpoint. But what does that mean specifically? And what does that actually do to ladder up to the brand purpose and even some of the brand campaigns and how is it consistent? So I think that's a great point on Worldwide Jet. Okay, now let's you know talk to us about consumer trends, especially in tourism. I'll grab some popcorn. Go ahead. Yeah, and even just adding to Disney, they call their team members cast members. And just the details like that that make the service aspect such an, an advantage. So some of the trends, like I started to mention lifestyle augmented tourism, which really has to do with pairing guests' experience to their lifestyle. So like the way that they live, work, and play. And then the other part of that being really customizing their experience. Because I think what happens is a lot of organizations fall into a trap of how they are organized internally. They may see themselves as the hotel group, the F&B group, the entertainment group. And that isn't how consumers consume an experience. Consumers don't walk into a place and say, hey, I'm going to hit F&B and then I think I'm going to go see a show. For them, it really is this seamless experience. And so we need to customize based on their preferences. And then we need to create an experience that gets us out of these categories so it's more seamless to them. 
and and so seamless customer experiences becomes another one of those trends. Adding to that trend, there's also the introduction of technology. So how do you balance technology so that it makes it super easy, you know, maybe check in and check out is a good place to use technology, but not a great place to help people find a place to go for dinner. So, you know, there's really that the balance between a seamless experience and introducing technology and not losing that personal touch aspect of it. So a lot of these themes were all things that were playing into the example that Scott and I were talking about with Worldwide Jet, really kind of defining that experience so that it's unique, so that it's consistent, so that it takes on all of those qualities that really great hospitality brands take on. Where hospitality brands, and I ask this question a lot, but I'm going to ask it in this category, where are hospitality brands getting it wrong? I think they miss using customer service as a competitive advantage. I think they miss dialing in cultural aspects of customer service. So cultural tourism is a big deal. So, you know, when you go to the Bahamas, you want to meet somebody that embodies like the Bohemian culture. They talk in a special way and they're local and they have knowledge and they make it fun and like really incorporating some of those elements of the sense of place into your experience place beyond like the resort or the hotel and really incorporating that and making it part of the look and feel and the way it acts and things like that. So they, they miss using it as a competitive advantage. They sometimes miss dialing in the local aspects. So when you get into like chain hospitality venues or restaurants or anything like that, sometimes their goal is to mimic so that you know exactly what to expect. But how do you balance that quality expectation with local interest, experience, culture, and those kinds of things that makes it really unique. So it's a balancing act there. It's a balancing act with the technology and the the touch points. And then even the internal communications. So once you've decided how you're going to communicate with your external audiences, it's really a great idea to make sure your internal audiences are on board and as much a part of that message and delivering that message as media channels. So that's really an important part too. And we recommend, and we're very successful at having client partners who have internal communications programs as significant as their external communications programs to make sure that you have the ambassadors on the the inside delivering that. And then not stopping there, make sure that you really do carve it in stone, do make it part of your brand guidelines so that that people know the playbook to follow so that everybody's kind of following along and using the same language. But then there's a balance too. You have to have that stringent, consistent brand experience while you give people enough flexibility to be able to solve problems and make decisions. So it's probably a balancing act and it's probably really leaning into customer service defining it and making it a competitive advantage just as much as you would with a primary brand or master brand platform and that sort of thing. I love it. I think we got to end on that. I I couldn't agree more. We've talked on the show about the role in, I think even more important when you have a major customer service arm that is really about the brand. I mean, if you travel to a place or travel to a hotel, the, the guest experience and the people you work with makes it either a great place to stay or an okay place to stay. 
And I think that's a, a certainly missed opportunity in multiple brands that we've seen. We've all stated the, the hotel that service sucked or restaurant where the service sucked or, the, or it just was okay. When you're paying good money, you, you want to feel great. And when you go to a place, you want the culture of that place to be represented. You don't want to be staying and feeling like you're at some corporate BS thing. So Amy, it was awesome. I know we've been talking about doing this forever. So thanks for coming on and I'm sure I'll see you here soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Big thanks to Amy Colburn, EVP Insights and Brand Strategy at the Hartley Group and OH Partners. If you'd like to find out more about Amy, we're going to put her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can find her at ohpartners.com or thehartygroup.com. Another link I want to tell you about, if you didn't want to or have a chance to take notes, who does? You're probably in the car or on a train or whatever you're doing. As you know, everything's at rebrandpod.com and we're looking for subscribers. If you know someone in marketing who wants to get better, this is a great opportunity for them to learn from, from professionals that are awesome, that are great at what they do. And that's what I'm trying to promote and, and do on the show. So hit that subscribe button. I think, you know, 7,000 plus subscribers, which really is our KPI, who, who believes in us enough to actually subscribe. That's kind of our big KPI. So thank you for those of you that do. I've seen a bunch of people recently, like big time, even CMO shared us on LinkedIn the other day, said, hey, marketing people, if you want a great podcast, listen to this. And that was, that was awesome. So thank you, John at AT&T. That, that was really cool. That tells us that we're going in the right direction. And of course, you can find me on social channels, just at Scott Hartke, pretty much anywhere, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Obviously, LinkedIn is probably the best. And that's all I got for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 